Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi Clubbers, we've written a book and we are so excited to finally be able to tell you about it. It's called Have You Tried This? and it will be released on February the 15th, 2024 by Welbeck Publishing. It's the best of what we've learnt over four years of living and experimenting with everything the self-care and wellness world has to offer, all collated into one place, plus a load of new practices written just for the book. And the best thing... Every single practice in the book costs you absolutely nothing and every practice in there really will improve your mental health and well-being. It's available right now on pre-order. Be the first to get your copy. Link is in our show notes. The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club. Hello, clubbers, and welcome to the final episode of 2023. I feel like we said that about 2022 10 minutes ago. I know. Totally scary. I'm Nicole Goodman. I'm Lauren Mishcon, and this is Self Care Club. As we wrap up this year and bid farewell to 2023, we wanted to firstly take a moment to express our gratitude to each and every one of you, yeah. our amazing listeners, our amazing clubbers. Whether you've been with us from the very beginning or you've recently joined our community, your support means the world to us. We love all of your messages and your feedback, and it brings us huge pleasure to know that our show is making you smile or helping you out, even if in a, the most tiny way. And if you are listening and you don't follow us yet, please hit that little plus button because it really does help us out. Today's episode is well, going to be a wrap up. Yes. But it's not just a wrap up. It's a celebration of everything that we have done here at the club, the incredible guests we've had on the show, all the unforgettable moments that we've gone through, the laughter that has made this year so special. And we've covered a huge range of topics from the profound to the ridiculous and we hope you've enjoyed the journey as much as we have. So from interviews with some amazing experts to us sharing some of our most private thoughts as we've tested out all the practices with you, Self Care Club has always strived to bring you the content that entertains, educates and hopefully inspires. So let's get into it. Le- I thought you were about to say, let's get physical, physical. 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 No, we'll do that I want to get physical. Will we? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Not while recording. 
not now that we're the viral butt plug ladies. We can't sing things like that anymore. You said we'll do that after. You made it weird. Okay, I made it weird. Anyway, we are the viral butt plug ladies. I mean, we are proud. Are you proud? I am. Well, proud is not the first word that springs have to mind. Have you told your mum and dad? I I haven't. You haven't? You haven't put it on the family WhatsApp group? <laughs> Funnily enough, neither have I. Just just to just to fill you in, Clubbers, what happened was... Uh, it's all James's fault. Everything's James's fault. proud, you're not using it right. Oh, my Lord. He's making uh, butt jokes now. So James, uh, James did a little um, clip of us talking about the Goop Christmas gift guide, in which was a $40 beginner's butt plug. And Nicole had... Beginner's a, butt plug. Yes, and Nicole had a question about it. We had a little chat. James made a reel. We put it up, not thinking much of it. And lo and behold, it's now at 1.4 million views on Facebook. (laughs) 1.4 million people on Facebook now know us as the special butt plug ladies. Well, it's not the special butt plug ladies because I didn't know what it was. So then there's all these gorgeous comments from all these men saying, oh, but she's a firecracker in bed. Oh my God. Like all of these things about basically how boring I must be. And how I know too much about them. And then someone going, oh, she knows she's pretending. It was just... Yeah, it's it's been been special. Do you know how many new followers we had on Facebook about 2,000 or something crazy yeah yes they're all gentlemen they're all male well they're male gentlemen they're not male they are (laughs) yeah anyways that's been our latest news yes and maybe our finest moment Uh, of 2023 what a way to end a year what a way to talk to go viral with us talking about butt plugs I mean it was the absolute (laughs) you actually could you couldn't you couldn't oh god please please should we move, move on? on let's yes. just move on right let's come have on. a chat about some of please. the really amazing expert guests that we've welcomed on this year anna martha she's been on loads three times yeah not just this year she was on last year as yep. well hasn't she, she did a toxic positivity show with us she joined us for our little double show on anxiety yep and again on last week's christmas show about learning how to receive yep and she always, she's a very solid, insightful, wise, warm guest. Yeah. I love having Anna on the show. Me too. And she's become a real friend, yeah. hasn't she? She really has. Zoe Blaskley, we had her on talking about self-compassion. We need to get Zoe back on the show. Zoe's great. We'll get her on around Mother's Day because Zoe, if you haven't listened to her show, go check it out. She, it's called The Motherkind Podcast. She talks all about parenting, has lots of guest um, experts on and she covers a huge range of topics in the parenting space. And again... An amazing, amazing woman doing some incredible work within that space. We did a brilliant episode on analysing dreams with Teresa Chung. She is very popular. It was such a popular show. Yeah. She, um, She's on This Morning quite a lot, Teresa, and she is a dream, professional dream analyst. And she was just great. Like, she really knew her stuff. And I people, love that show. we had more response from that show, I think, than we have about any others. Yes. People are really into the whole dream world. Very much. Aren't they? Very much. We had Lorraine Candy. Yes. She chatted all about midlife, her book, um, and she she was incredible. We're going to hear a little bit from her later on, aren't we? We're going to yeah. give a, a clip on her. Uh, psychologist Emma Reed Terrell, we were delighted to have her on the show. We tried to be best friends with her and her best friend, Elizabeth Day. It hasn't happened yet, but I'm hopeful for next year. I oh. still want to go out for drinks with them. Oh, we're going out. We're not hopeful. We are going out for drinks with them. Okay. 
let's manifest that. Let's manifest it. We would have such a lovely time. Oh, I mean, they might not, but we, we would. Who cares if they don't? <laughs> I feel like I made a new friend with Stevie B, stylist Stevie B. She Celebrity was stylist who was fab. on a few weeks ago. We talked about dressing for Christmas. Yes. And we also made friends with comedian Dame Baptiste. He came and did cuddle therapy with us. How we got Dame Baptiste to do cuddle therapy, I will never know. I don't know, but you know what? Him and Howard, who does his pod with him, they actually got quite a lot out of it. Howard definitely did. Yeah. Changed his marriage. Did it? Yeah. He said after the cuddle therapy, he made a concerted effort to have more physical touch with his wife and to give her a hug every single day after he did the cuddle therapy. It was so sweet. Well, that is quite something. I know. Did it change your marriage? No. Mm -hmm. I really, really found that week a stretch. It was... It wasn't my favourite. It's not going down in one of my most memorable moments. Well, it was memorable. It was very memorable. But not in the best of ways. No, but I'm I'm glad I did it. My best part of it was watching Howard have the cuddle. Oh, I've never seen a man look more uncomfortable in my life. It was the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It was like awkward on steroids, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. It was fab. Um, we've had quite a lot of guests on. Yeah. We've also had the guys from Bosch on. Yes. How did we get them on? Because we totally chatted them up at a photo shoot we did I for did. a, I for a wellness festival. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> Little wink and a hair flick. Do you want to come on our show and talk about veganism? They were so nice. It's Henry and Ian, isn't it? Yeah. Which is the one I like? You liked Henry. Henry. I still like Henry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not past tense. Yeah, but you I know still, what? still think he's lovely. You have a terrible time with eggs. I, I don't think... <laughs> terrible time with eggs. Because you know, you are really into an egg for breakfast and sometimes lunch. And what would you do with him? You'd have to hide the eggs somewhere. Or mm. maybe mm. he has like an egg alternative. Yeah, there is an egg alternative what in is baking. It like tofu? Aquafaba. It's it's the juice from chickpeas. No, no, but that's in baking. Like if yeah. you wanted like a, you'd have like scrambled tofu instead of like oh, scrambled no, egg. Oh, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, it's a hard no. Listen, he may be vegan, but I still think he's utterly lovely. He is utterly lovely. But and he's, he's not listening to this. He's so a I bit can, too vegan for me. I can say that openly. He's yeah. not too vegan. I'm all right with it. Are you? Mm. Okay. Imagine all the cooking. Yeah, but imagine all the steaks. <laughs> oh, you know what? We did have steak for dinner last night. Every Sunday night now, we've got a new tradition. Yeah. Um, Adam does steak night. Nice. Steak and chips night. Fab. And it is utterly fantastic. It is the only meal that mm. all four of us are happy with. The only meal. And it's the only one he cooks. What is that about? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, you couldn't have steak and chips with Henry, could you? No, you couldn't. And Adam wouldn't be happy about it. So let's just leave things as they are, okay? Sorry, Henry, it's over. (laughs) (laughs) Shall we have a listen to a couple of snippets from two of the shows that we talked about? Um, One of them is Toxic Positivity with Anna Martha and also Navigating the Menopause with Lorraine Candy. Let's have a listen. What's the turning point or what's the tipping point, in your opinion, from being positive and optimistic to toxicity yeah I mean we all know how good it feels to be kind of positive and optimistic and we know what it feels like to be around people like that as well it can be quite contagious can't it and sometimes it just kind of turns our you know maybe we're feeling a bit kind of gray and a bit heavy and if we're around someone sometimes that is that just kind of carries that positivity perhaps they're able just to kind of inspire us to to think a little bit bigger and to think a little bit more positively and and bring balance to how we're feeling however 
the way I think it kind of starts nudging into that toxic positivity is when we start trying to override or even shame ourselves for some of those messier, maybe less kind of desirable feelings. And I I really noticed this actually in the pandemic. And this is when I started thinking a lot more about it. You know, we clung on to gratitude and positivity, didn't we? It was a real kind of coping mechanism. And it really worked. You know, there were days at home and it was just pure chaos and the home learning. And I felt kind of really weighed down by the monotony. You remember that kind of like, oh, that overwhelm. And, And I'm sure you'll remember moments where you thought, for goodness sake, you know, you are not in a hospital. You are, you, you're not mourning someone who has died. Get on with it. However, where it becomes toxic is what happens to those really incredibly valid feelings of like overwhelm or stress or exhaustion or those needs that aren't being met that perhaps if we turned our attention to them, we might recognize that. You know, are we shaming ourselves for having what is often a really normal human response to what's going on? And how does it feel perhaps when we open up and we share something? I remember this moment. It was literally about seven years ago. And I remember it because it was one of those visceral moments where I shared with a friend how I'd been experiencing postnatal depression. And it was one of the first time I actually opened up to someone. And they turned to me and this this was someone who knew me so well, who had been a friend for so long. She said, Anna think about it. You've got a husband who loves you. You've got two healthy children. These are things that people would dream about. These are things that people would die for. And in that moment, I knew what she meant, but I felt so ashamed almost or for sharing that. And if anything, it, it set me back in that important vulnerability. And I'd already been shaming myself for how I felt. And the key to moving forward often in our mental health is to recognize and value and validate our feelings. But with toxic positivity, often with the best intentions, we can end up shaming ourselves and others. Let's dig into this very briefly because I really am finding it extremely icky. But you and I did have a very lengthy conversation about this. We did. And at the bottom of it... I asked her. What did you ask me? I built up the courage. We were having a nice dinner and I said... Why do you think you always have to be fine? Yeah. And after we did some quite unpleasant delving, what we discovered was there has historically not been very much room for me to feel things because everyone else's feelings were We're always bigger bigger than mine and in the forefront. And so what I got left with was, well, I'll just be fine then because there's no room for me to feel stuff. So I just won't. I'll just be fine. And that's a lot easier. And that's what I've done like for decades. And I still do it. And the thing is, 99% of the time, I really am fine. I really am very together, very fine. I go through life and I'm good. Like I'm good. But sometimes things happen and it's not fine. Things happen and you have conditioned yourself to be fine about it. Yes. and, And... And getting to know each other has been really interesting because we always have different reactions. Yes. And different responses to things. Sure. And whereas I would have a big reaction to something and you would be like, oh, I'm fine about that. And I'd be like, but how can you be fine about that? I I don't understand. So I think you are so conditioned, as we said, to be fine and to not have big feelings about things. Whereas 
my upbringing was very different and like you said or you've you've got more room to perhaps feel more and yeah. to not be fine yeah um so e even as you're dissecting it you are still there is still a voice in you saying but I'm fine. Yeah. Even when I'm not fine, but most of the time I'm fine. I told you something when something quite bad happened to me and I told the other person and they said, well, how do you think it made me feel that that happened yeah. to you? And I was like, okay, even when it directly happens to me, it's still about... It's not about you. It's not. It's never about me. Nothing's ever about me. But even in the conversation that we're having now, yeah. you are still reluctant to own it. To own the fact that there are times when you are not fine. Correct. And that you find it almost impossible to not be anything other than fine. I do. Yeah. And that can sometimes be toxic. To myself. Sometimes. To yourself, of course, yeah. not to anyone else. So the surprise was, I thought this was a week that would not touch me because I had no understanding that toxic positivity was something you could do to yourself. And when that popped up, I was like, Ding! Oh, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. <laughs> okay, so, so here's where it gets a little bit mucky mm -hmm, for me. Mm -hmm. I have a situation with someone who I care for and love very much. Mm -hmm. We're not in a good space. Mm -hmm. I've been telling myself that it's fine. And I've been telling myself all these things that they're in a bad headspace or we'll find our way back to each other or I've just been making it, trying to make it all okay in my head. When actually <clears throat> I caught myself doing it the other day, giving myself this whole narrative of why I need to feel okay about it. About the relationship. Yeah. Right. And I stopped myself and I, and I listened to what Anna said. I had Anna's words in the back of my head mm -hmm. or the front of my head. Mm -hmm. And she says, you can feel two things at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I said all those things. Mm -hmm. And then I said the big word, and mm -hmm. I am hurt. Mm -hmm. I am angry at mm -hmm. times. Mm -hmm. I, and I am deeply, deeply upset that this is happening. But did that feel better once you'd acknowledged it, even to yourself? Did it feel better than going... I know it's all just going to be fine. It feels truer. Okay. I can't say it feels better. Does that make you feel, what does that make you feel in your body? I'm just in, I'm just in touch with truth. I feel sad. I feel, I feel sad. I feel deeply let down and sad. And then there's something in the back of my head saying, well, imagine how she feels. Imagine how she feels if that's how you feel. Actually, I get to be upset about this. I get to be hurt. The truth is, is, is by, by being truthful about what I feel about this and not just saying, it's going to be fine, all of that noise, by me saying, I'm really upset. Mm. And actually, I don't know if it's going to be okay. A and that is going to have to be okay for now because I don't know. And there's so much stuff that's happened, I don't know if it's going to be okay. And that makes me sad. And that is truly what I feel maybe that was the bit that you've been covering up for yourself because if you have a nice little glossy tint on it of it's a bit shit right now but i think it will all be fine but you don't but have you just, it's that word but, 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 but that anna says change that but, yeah and it, it's and because then you don't have to acknowledge the, the truth the crux of it which is 
I actually don't know if it will be. And that thought is very upsetting to me. So I'm feeling all of these things and I'm very lucky. And and I haven't, it might not and be okay. also I haven't really let myself feel that pain, grief, sadness, loss, whatever it is, all of it actually, because I've been so tuned in to what they're going through. Mm. And so there's been no space for your there's feelings. There's been no space for my feelings, which is something mm. I do all the time. Mm. Oh, um, I hear you. Thanks. And it's sad. And something I would tell my clients all the time, my coaching clients, is, you know, sadness is a very real, raw emotion. Mm. And it's okay to feel it. It's important, actually, mm. to feel sad. So I guess, no, I don't feel better. But it does feel much more honest. So this work is not easy. Oh, it's not. It's not fun or easy. No, and that's why we avoid it and we'll put a toxic positive spin on it. What's wrong with me was a phrase that I started to sort of utter to myself every day when I was about 47, 48. I just couldn't work out what was going on. I'd kind of held it together until that point as a kind of working woman with um, children and lots of stuff going on, lots of interests, pretty happy, loved stress, wasn't that bothered by anything, you know, fairly easygoing, quite perky. And then suddenly I wasn't. Suddenly I, I couldn't sleep. I was completely overwhelmed. I My head was full of really dark, horrible thoughts I was worried about everything um and I couldn't remember anything and I you know I got to a point where I, I got in the car and I couldn't remember which side of the road to drive on so mm, wow. I assumed I had a brain tumor or something awful was happening to me I was waking up covered in sweat every night having really awful nightmares and then I had a panic attack on my doorstep on the way to work it was just the most bizarre feeling and I just thought this doesn't feel right and it's such a onslaught of lots and lots of different things my joints were aching I was confused I was upset and I was filled with this horrible rage and anger which is not like me at all and I just thought well maybe I'm broken you know I've just done so much stuff and you know I started working at 16 when I left school in Cornwall and I thought maybe it's all just caught up with me and this whole I'm just full of toxins and I had a load of mad ridiculous ideas and I was had a load of strategies I thought were helping but were probably sort of making me feel more burnt out and I thought well I'm a journalist I've written about women and for women I will start to find out what's going on and when I investigated it I found out I was in the middle of my perimenopause which is the 10 or so years before the menopause when your hormones are fluctuating wildly yeah. and you know estrogen is petrol for for the female mm. body it really helps you function properly and as it fluctuates or decreases all sorts of things are off it's very very individual for many many women and you know it took me two years to get prescribed hormone replacement therapy and within a month I was better and I just thought oh that's not fair wow that, that can't be right I can't can't let women go through that without telling them what that's about. Well, how come it took two years to get prescribed the HRT? You know, at the beginning of my career, I was a news journalist, so I'm trained to be a proper investigative journalist, and I covered many huge news stories and had front page stories on on big newspapers. So I thought I'm just going to investigate this and just find out what's going on. So. 
I spoke to Dr. Louise Newson, who, I mean, I guess sort of four or five years ago when we first spoke, was beginning to, she'd written a book about the menopause. She is, I would say, the leading menopause guru in this country, but I've spoken to lots and lots of doctors now about this and cancer experts and neurologists. And what I was learning is this hormonal fluctuation, you know, it causes over 40 symptoms in the, you know, in the perimenopause. So I just thought, why is this not being, you know, there's a real reluctance, national newspapers to cover negative stories around women. There's a lot of medical gaslighting that goes on. I'd been to my GP twice and the second time I'd been offered antidepressants. And I just looked at my family history and thought there is no history of depression in my family. Um, we don't, you know, it may well be useful for some people. I absolutely understand that. But I just thought I, I had friends who'd been offered antidepressants and taken them and not enjoyed the experience. And I thought there must be, this doesn't, be, there must be something else going on. And I then went back to the GP and said, look, I really do think I need to look at hormone replacement therapy. I've done a lot of reading on it. He referred me to the female doctor in, in the surgery for some bizarre reason, as if she would be trained differently from him. <laughs> and she prescribed a dose so low it would have made, I mean, it was a bizarre dose because when I took it to Dr. Newsom, because I was writing a piece about this, so I went to see Dr. Newsom to write a piece. She said, that won't make any difference, that dose you've been given. So, and as we know, with dosage of HRT, you have to vary it. You have to, it's bespoke. You have to test it, it yourself and make sure it works for you. And then it took me two years to sort that out oh and also God. there is a lot of shame among women in talking about falling apart unraveling and I found a lot of pieces where women had started to talk about it and been really shut down by the medical profession and I thought well then this just doesn't feel fair you know and, and at the same time I was noticing some books coming through on publishing lists um, about it why women can't sleep the Ada Calhoun book was coming out and all sorts of things were bubbling up and you know obviously Gen X we were reaching a place where we had gone through it and we were thinking oh that's what it was we better share this because it's that's what we do as a generation I have to say the generation before us the boomer generation didn't share it no because they were ashamed because they were confused and because they thought it would make life works for them you know they wouldn't get jobs they wouldn't be kept yeah. in jobs yeah. you know the ripple effect is quite big so it's a bit of a feminist ramp but you know any which way you look at it we have not been supported by the medical profession mm. agreed and I had my own experience of exactly that a few weeks ago, yeah. didn't I? And I, I said to Lauren, I came out of that gynecologist's office, and I said, I feel like I was totally gaslit. And also, I'm now at that place where my issues haven't gone. And I felt like she made me feel so small. She also offered me antidepressants. I said to her, there is nothing depressed about me. I'm, I'm a very driven, happy, contented woman. I'm just telling you that I am really struggling and she said, she just gave me absolutely no other option. And but I was sent on my way. I felt rushed, hurried out of office. And so this is a very, very real problem. And I do feel a little bit like, listen, we've got all of these wonderful books now. And thank God you're doing the work that you're doing. And you have a festival coming up. And it's going to be covering all of these types of topics. So we do feel much more supported. So thank you for that. There's a, an argument that the menopause and perimenopause is natural. We have to absorb what we go through. Childbirth is natural, but I would yeah. say it's the most highly medicalized um, thing I've ever been through four times. So that's rubbish, that argument. And if we talk about it, then it displays a weakness, which means we're not employable, et cetera, et cetera. 
again, that's rubbish. That's a side issue. Women uh, over 50 are the largest growing part of the workforce. They're phenomenally experienced. They're really skilled. They can multitask. We just need a little bit of support getting through. So employers just need to address that as they would any disadvantage or any experience that their workforce goes through. So it's just really thinking, I think, about it. And things are getting better. We are talking about it. You know, I'm here Davina and Dr. Naomi Potter have had their book at number one. I think it was number one for 18 weeks. Now, if you'd said to me four years ago, a book about the menopause would be number one for 18 weeks, I'd have said, don't be ridiculous. I wanted to talk a bit about this, I am fine, I can cope mentality that our generation have. And this myth that I think we were all sold about sort of having it all and being it all. And I wondered what your thoughts were on this because from the outside it very much looked like you are you are a woman who had it all and did it all an amazing career and four children and did that come at a cost to you I think it did I think you can feel overwhelmed in midlife because so much is going on your children are are being leaving home your parents are getting ill you may be going through divorce you may be tackling all sorts of health problems and you may have worked incredibly hard up until that point and had my generation gen x we had a a real sort of endurance mindset yeah we felt lucky to be where we were so we felt we had to make the most of it we were seeing all these messages around us you you can have it all you can be a ladette so you know get as drunk as men have as much sex as men allegedly we're having we were bombarded with such conflicting and confusing messages I think we took it as do it all and actually what we failed to see I guess and we failed to talk about enough is that society is been constructed by men and it works particularly well for men and it hasn't adapted or changed for women to be in the workplace to be in education longer to stay in work longer to do the same jobs as men to be paid the same as men so it just hasn't adapted and we're working within a system that doesn't work for us so you know even with um health you know all the stuff around heart disease is the biggest killer of women yeah wow over 50 yeah now we are twice as likely as men to get it. All the testing on heart disease is on men. Yeah. So it's against us. Society is against us. And when we saw and heard have it all, we we I think we heard do it all. And what men didn't do in the volumes that could have been helpful was help us. So mm. they just watched, stood beside us or waited for instructions on how to help us, which is not really helping. <laughs> <is it? laughs> Having to do instructions for someone else. I mean, even the most liberated and, and you know, kind of engaged of, of men and and employers didn't help and there was no flexible working so I think you know it wasn't set up for us so it made it very difficult and as a result I think a lot of women certainly a lot that I interviewed and as I say from all different backgrounds social workers A&E nurses you know people in from from different ethnic backgrounds from myself we were burnt out Mm. (laughs) by whatever route we'd chosen And, and burnt out we were just overwhelmed and we weren't taking time to care about ourselves Mm. from a both a mental and physical point of view I think because of this endurance mindset and I don't think the generation behind us have it and I think the generation ahead of us didn't have the double pressure so we're in a slightly unique position actually yes This episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're traveling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. 
If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases. Thank goodness, Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year, and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. Ultra light and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios, let's go further. Should we talk about what we've tested out this year? Guess how many practices we have done. Can you guess, Clubbers? Have a guess. No, you're wrong, Clubbers. <laughs> they were close, they, they were, were close. 41. That's a lot of shit that we've tested out. It is a lot of, it is, isn't it? Yeah. I how many we've done overall. Oh. We must have done over 150. Absolutely, Yeah. Definitely. I'll count them up over Christmas. It'll be one of my Christmas projects. Well, that is a fun, fun way to spend Christmas. While I'm eating cheese. Yeah. I'll, I'll count them up. Okay. I'll let you know. Great. You, you send me a text. Talking of cheese. Yeah. There were some food and drink things that we tested out this year. Aloe vera shots. Oh. Do you know what? They, they were, were. They were grim, but less grim was, than I thought. No, they weren't less grim. It was like swallowing snot. They were a bit snotty. Was that that or was that the sea moss? No, that was the sea moss. They were a bit snotty, See, but they I were kind even... of limey, lemony tasting. They they sounded worse than they were because they were gloopy when they, they came out of the bottle. They gave me the worst stomach. Oh, do you yes, remember? I forgot and me. Yes. I forgot about that. We were on the loo a lot. We and were. The less said about that, the better. And I have certainly have not drunk them again. Oh, no, I got rid of the aloe vera. I got rid of it. And we had these enormous bottles like, no. And then there was the sea moss. I mean, it's, it's all sea blurring, moss. actually. Yeah. Have you done CMOS since? I haven't. No, I, I can't see myself ever doing CMOS again, to be honest. That was a flash in the pan for but me. I feel like it was a big thing and now it's not a big thing. And it it doesn't ever hit my radar anywhere. Mine neither. And you know what? We're, it's, it doesn't seem to be in supplements or it doesn't seem to be... Like there's a lot of things that are happening in the supplement world and it's all mushrooms and the ashwagandha and yes. all of it. And you see that everywhere. Yeah. Everything... All the nootropic chocolate, or all the vitamins, or everything's got a mushroom in it. Yes. Or this sh weird yes. shrub that everyone's talking about. But CMOS is nowhere. No, it's nowhere. The nootropic chocolate, however, I loved. I, I know loved you did. that mushroom. I, I liked it too. It was delicious. It lit me up. Like I, I was, my brain was on fire after eating that. Why stuff. don't you just get yourself some more? I'm deaf. Well, I have got some more. Yeah. I, we did get gifted why don't you, some more. Yeah, we did, but from a different company. Why don't you go back to Matthew? What was his company called? Sheer Element. Mm, that's it, Sheer Element. It's really good. Why don't you just get yourself some more? Well, I think we're going to be speaking to Matthew again next year because he is doing a new, um, a new range, women. which is to support you the week of your period. That sounds amazing. So I definitely want to try that out. We should both test that out and see if it supports us during that very difficult week. Every month. <laughs> I never know when mine is. Um, 
Cacao? Yeah, mm. I mean... The cacao thing, right. I have to say, mm. it was very yummy. Yeah, it was all right. But I think the cacao thing... Mm. <laughs> I'm going to say something really controversial. Come on. I think it's a bit of a scam. Do you? Yeah, I do. Because if you just had a cup of cacao yeah. first thing in the morning, like you have your cup of coffee, yeah. it's supposed to be an heart-opening drink. Yes. So it's supposed to open you up to receiving and yeah. getting yourself into yeah. alignment. Yeah. But there's a whole ceremony that yeah. has to come along with it. Yeah. I don't have time for a ceremonial cup of cacao every morning. What? Why not? What do you mean? <laughs> so what I'm saying is it doesn't work on its own. Mm. It, do you know what I mean? It needs to be done in situ, basically. Not it's just like on a bog standard Tuesday morning. A ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. I know what if you mean. If it is sans ceremony... Mm. Is it only in France as well now? <laughs> it's the only one I know with and without in another language. I just think, like, is it the ceremony that opens your heart? Is it the cacao? Do they only come together? I think they it's do. It's the combo, I think. I know. So I don't think it does a lot on its own. At the end of the day, it's just a hot chocolate plant. You know who would like cacao? <laughs> Henry. Henry. <laughs> Maybe I you would could send him some. I would happily do a cacao ceremony with Henry. A nude cacao ceremony. No, no, don't be rude clothed. now. Fully clothed. <laughs> You'd take your scarf off, wouldn't you? I don't have a scarf. Not today. What about the Critter Crunch? Oh, the Critter Crunch. Just for mm. those that haven't listened to that show, what was it? It was insect, it was insect protein, protein powder. We yeah. tried insect... We tried insect protein powder this year? Yeah. Is that not last year? M maybe it was towards the end of last year. But then I brought you as a treat a couple of packets of Critter Crunch. Not realising... you don't understand clubbers. They were actual dried They ones. were like in little sachets. Yeah. You know how you get like um, the sachets of nuts and raisins in Pret? The long yeah. little sachets. Mixed bag, like trail mix. Yes. Yeah. It was in that. Yeah. And we opened it up. On the desk, and in it was little dried up maggots and worms. It was it was it was a special moment. Teddy the dog ended up eating those. <laughs> they were gross. You ran away. It was one of my best moments. <laughs> you actually left the studio like they were going to touch you or crawl to you, but they were dried, dead, very much dead. What? What? I've Did learned, you eat them? I didn't. I couldn't. But what I learned from this was. There is no way on God's earth you would cope in I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Well, we've talked about that They can't times. put you in the jungle because you can't even deal with dead, dried up ones. I've already told you I'm not ever going in the jungle and I'm never going on Strictly. Those two things are never happening. I mean, I, they're obviously never happening anyway, <laughs> but they're never happening. Okay. Okay. So that's, you're going to have to do that and Bake Off. I would, I would happily do Bake Off. Strictly, I mean, it really would depend who I'm partnered with. It has to be one of the Italian men, otherwise I'm not interested. Okay. And the jungle, I don't want to, but I would take it for the team if yeah. I had to. Yeah, because I reckon Sam Thompson's going to do all right. I reckon Sam his podcast Thompson's will gonna be, be fine doing now. just fine. Yeah, he's going to be fine now. So those were all the drinks and... Uh, yeah. But you having... Apart from the new Tropic mm, Chocolate, I guess yeah. the rest of it's just a bit... No, I'm not into it. I'm sorry. Which really, really goes back to our point always which is that true self-care and wellness, A, doesn't have to cost anything and it does never has to be complicated. Yeah.
does it? So true. We did get quite a lot of mileage out of the mushroom tea. Oh, the mushroom tea. I mean, not so much the tea itself. But the brothers. More the brothers who own the mushroom tea company. They were featured fairly heavily over the last year or so. And it's been special. My favourite moment. My favourite moment. So let's just give people that don't know what we're talking about a little bit of an update. Well, we're going to listen to a whole well, we, snip on we it. Are, we are, but I, yeah. I want to just bring them in yeah yeah so there's this company called dirt tea which we've worked with a few times yeah. on the show they've been nice great supporters of the show and they've got a really cool mushroom brand and now they've got all the mushrooms in powder form and you just pop it in your coffee and yeah. they, they do mushroom coffee as well and it's being sold everywhere now are they taking over the mushroom yeah. world yeah they are taking over as they should mm. they product They're is cool and great and pure and all of that and one of the mushroom brothers well, you're going to hear it he is quite good looking yeah, and very charismatic. Yeah. And Lauren had a little bit, a bit like I am with Henry, you are with Simon. Mm. Anyway, mm. so we did this show, which mm. you're going to hear, and we're basically mm. really unprofessional and talk about things we shouldn't talk about when we're trying to host a podcast. <laughs> and we've had a guest on. Yeah, Some would say we objectified him. Some could say that. And it would they'd be, be right. And they'd be right. And we were very much wrong. Yeah. Anyway, we then saw him a few months ago at another festival, Wellness yes. Festival. Yeah. And the show had been out for like eight, nine months. Yeah. And he was like, how are you? How's everything? He said, oh, I listened to the show. And I said, oh, well, all of the show, because it's right at the end when mm. we talk about it. And he said, yeah, yeah, I listened to all of it. I said, no, but you didn't listen to all of it. He goes, Nicole, I got it all. I listened to all of it. It's totally fine. <laughs> so then when I came back to you and said, Simon's listened to the whole show, mm. the whole show, mm. and he basically knows that you have a fat crush on him. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, no, he doesn't. He didn't listen. I'm like, no, no, he did. You're like, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. I said, if you say it enough times, it still won't be true. Well, I'm just still, I'm still going. I'm still <laughs> going down that road. <laughs> he still knows that you have a fat crush no, on him cope. and we talked about I him with cope. his dob off a lot on I, the show I, I can't cope with it should we let them have a listen anyway here's the clip the I can't believe it's taken you the whole episode yeah to comment on the Oppenheimer brothers of the tea world how handsome you found them listen it's not just my it's not just my eyesight they're handsome guys come on they are handsome guys but when we walked away you were very I giggly. was like, they are very handsome. You were sorry, they are. You were very giggly. It's a fact. Mm. End of. I'm married. I'm not blind. <laughs> Can I just leave it at that? <laughs> <laughs> How has this gone so off? Tea. <sighs> right. That's funny. <laughs> so, did now, you did you learn the, anything the <laughs> from this week? <laughs> Or <laughs> do you want to bring... I've learned. Yes, I have. I've learned yep. that you would like, your preference in life <laughs> is to have two handsome men in your kitchen, one bald, one with long hair, yeah. making you just, a like... cup of tea in the mornings. Who wouldn't like that? <laughs> what have you learned? <laughs> I've learned that I really, really fancy the blokes from no. Dirty. Oh my God, stop it. <laughs> What I've learned is I really don't like being forced into drinking stuff. Because I hate drinking. Unless they're handsome. I still don't like drinking it. You did when you were stood there next to them, though. That's they the... made it special. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> is it coming in the club, Nicole? Is, is it... Now, if it was just the tea, or is it with the Oppenheim brothers? <laughs> 
because I'm sure you'll allow them to come in the club. They're definitely coming in the club. Shall we have a little discussion? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now I'm starting to get a little bit anxious. Shall we have a discussion about Mm. your little crush? Oh, my crush. Yeah. Well, yeah, in the four days since the main show, yeah. I've divorced my husband. <laughs> I'm now living in a toadstool with <laughs> with the tea brothers and we're part of a thruple <laughs> where we just eat mushroom omelettes, no mushrooms you- on toast and drink mushroom tea. No wonder you feel fine. No wonder I'm so chirpy today. <laughs> we always like to give a bit of background, yeah. don't we? Yeah. So Simon was supposed to come into the studio, mm. so we were going to see him face to face. And Lauren hadn't seen him since we initially met him at the Balance Festival. Yes. But we all got our days a bit mixed up, so that didn't happen. So then no. we had to do it on Zoom. Yeah. So when we interviewed him, as you could probably hear in last week's show, he was on Zoom. He was. And when he came to the call... He was a couple of minutes late to the call. We were so not what I was going to say. No, I know. But we, so Nicole and I were sitting on the floor of my living room, both the dogs basically on our laps. Yeah. And us pretty much on each other's laps because we had to be near enough to both look at the screen. Yeah. It was a tight little foursome. Yeah. That morning. Yeah. And then Simon came to the call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Simon came to the call. Should we just leave it there? No. Okay. Come on. Uh, so <laughs> I can't say it. Why? It's just too embarrassing. He came to, okay. he, he came okay, to the, came to the, he didn't have a top on. No, he, he, he didn't have a top didn't on. Have a top on. And it was a little bit, well. Well, he did have a top on. He had a blazer on. He was wearing a suit blazer, but with nothing underneath. And that threw the pair of us because just a little bit. To be honest with you, Club Lauren more than me. It was a look. It was a look and he totally pulled it off. But I was wondering, why not just chuck on the, a T-shirt, but why the blazer, but just naked underneath? It was it was a little bit distracting. It was distracting. It was distracting. <laughs> yeah. Because I'd already taken the piss out of you for you, you sort of had. having a little bit of a crush on this yeah. guy. And then yeah. he suddenly comes to the call and he's not fully dressed. No, he's not. So that was... Um, interesting. It was interesting. Yeah. And it took Lauren a few minutes to sort of find... recalibrate. And also, if you go back and listen to the episode, you'll hear that it takes her a few minutes to recalibrate. And you, I don't know if you will hear this, but towards the end, I really sort of wanted to giggle. But I had to rein it in and remain fully professional. You did. But this I... isn't that professional. <laughs> and my, <and> my favourite <laughs> part, my dog. In the oh, middle, the dog. Middle of the interview, my dog gets up. <laughs> between us does a massive burp (laughs) like a real from the guts belch and then just walks off and I said to him I said to Simon I'm so sorry that was my dog and he said I thought it was one of you (laughs) it just still makes me laugh it just still makes me laugh he is the gift that that keeps keeps on giving giving. he truly is you wish he was anyway let me (laughs) tell We tested out some products. Yes, we did. We tested out CBD tampons. People think that's weird. It's not weird. They're actually fabulous. Do you know, this is one of those things that when it came into our radar, I thought, what a load of shit. What a load of shit. This is one of those things that they put CBD and tampons together. It's going to be ridiculous, stupid. It's going to do nothing. I can't wait to try it and slag it off. 
And actually, they were really good. Yeah. They were my surprise product of 2023. And Do I you would... think they're the surprise product of all of the shows that we've done? Well, no, because I'd have to think about every single product we've ever tested. But the only... there aren't many that have surprised you. Not that many, but this really did. They were absolutely fabulous. And the only reason I do not buy them and use them every month is because they are very expensive. And they, I understand why they're expensive because they're they're good. And also I don't... It's CBD and CBD is expensive. I don't suffer horrendously with period cramps. But if I did, well, I would totally spend the money. My 15-year-old does. Mm -hmm. Every month I say to her, go and use a CBD tampon and she won't use them. Well, then she's not helping herself. They're really, really good. The company, by the way, is called Day, D-A-Y-E. D -A -Y -E. And we really rate them. We really do. We really do. They were fantastic. We've also done Essential Oils, yes. which was a show that was, you guys asked us to do. For, for ages. For ages. I'm so sorry it took so long for us to get around to it, but we met a wonderful girl called Joanna, yep. didn't we? And she gifted us some lovely essential oils for the week. And it was lovely. And I still wear that necklace. I, she gifted us necklaces with essential oils yep. in it, in this little bottle. They're mm -hmm. beautiful. And I, I love the essential oils. I still got the magic cream that she gave mm -hmm. us. That bite cream and the bite spray was the best stuff I have ever used. Oh, yeah. And the stuff that you roll on after you get bitten by a mosquito. I took that away with me in the summer. It really did work. Yeah, it, it really does. It was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So I totally rate that. Which is definitely better on the products than we were on the food and drink. I think so. Uh, collagen? Yes, we did that for four months. Still taking it? I'm not. I feel like I look the same. You do. Yeah. <laughs> you do. Yeah. Dry brushing? But let me tell you something, right? Yeah. There was a there's a girl at my gym mm. and her hair suddenly got really long. Mm -hmm. And she's very blonde and it isn't the best of condition, mm -hmm. usually. Yeah. It's all like broken at the front and everything else. Anyway, I went for a walk with her this morning and she took her hair down. I'm like, your hair's got so long and it's in the most amazing... My hair's always in amazing condition. I said, I'm sorry to tell you, but it is not mm. always in amazing condition, but it is now. Yeah. I, I said, have you got extensions in it? It was like different hair. Mm. She said, the only thing I've been doing is, is taking collagen. I'm wow. like, well, it is... It has transformed your hair. Wow. Yeah. Wow. There's yeah. an advert for you. There you go. Okay. Great. There you go. Dry brushing. I don't rate it and I'm what not going to do it. What a load of... You know what dry brushing is? A waste of time? Yes. <laughs> yes. It is also the the worst part of the wellness world. Well, it's just... It is upsold as this whole lymphatic drainage, toxins coming out your body, blah, blah. It's like, no, I just need to have a shower and get on with my day. I don't have time to sit there stroking my legs with a dry brush. So you know, know what I mean? Like we're here to debunk the wellness world so that people don't waste their time or money on shit that just doesn't, they don't need to clog their time up with. And dry brushing is exactly that. And clog up your bathroom with. And buy more stuff more that you stuff. don't need that is more not going stuff. to help you. I'm sorry, Gwyneth. Sorry, Gwyn. Love you, but no. Glad it works for her. Also glad she's got the bandwidth in the morning to dry brush her very long, gorgeous, slim legs. But no. Forgot to say, mm. by the way, now that we're on Gwyneth. Oh, yeah. Because she's been the gift that keeps on giving She'll for always, years. She always will be. And we're suddenly on her broadcast list. Yes, we are. No, that's because she invited us and I accepted. And then on Friday night, she yeah. started inboxing yeah. the broadcast. She did, yeah. And I felt like I was getting personal messages from Gwyneth. Really? Because all she did was advertise her own yeah. stuff. And Goop. then all she was doing was selling products. Yeah. And, and also, I get the, the uh, suspicious feeling it wasn't actually her sending the messages, but most Don't likely someone such, in her team. Don't say such a thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, like a box. I think I might get Apple these yeah, wonderful yeah. Lolas for Christmas. You're like, oh, really? Are you sending me that? And message such and such, such is going to college, and they need this. Mm. Yeah, no, it's just no, isn't it? It's just a no. It was a no, but for about three minutes, I quite liked it. I'm also thinking that as the year goes on, she might like dish out some juicy stuff. So I'm staying on that broadcast channel in case something fun comes out of it. Something fun will definitely come yeah, out of yeah. it because she is the gift that keeps on And giving. then we're bringing it to the show. What else have we done together? We went on some trips. We did. Went to Paris. We went to Paris. Paris was amazing. Oh my God, the weather was incredible. The weather was incredible. It was like 80 degrees. We drank wine. We Lots ate of wine. food. We went on trips. We saw stuff. We went shopping. We laughed. We quite sat a outside lot. drinking coffee. We accidentally got high. We accidentally ac- got high. It was high. very accidental. We thought we were buying CBD. We were not. We didn't. We basically ate chocolates with things in them. Yeah, that was trippy. And then suddenly, the pigeons were very in focus. Everything Up was in focus. Everything was in focus. Yeah. Your shoe broke. But it didn't. That's the funny thing. Because I often look at this shoe <laughs> and it didn't break. Oh my God. Yes. We really were high. Okay. Uh, I had a matcha latte. You freaked out. You did. Not when you were high. I know. Yeah. That was weird. And we shared a very small hotel room. <laughs> we did the two single beds were smaller than a small double bed yes we were very up close and personal we were we we got a bit we were getting a bit eggy with each other towards the end weren't we but luckily we're both very silent sleepers still silent quiet sleepers yeah so it was fine imagine if both of our husbands had to share that room and that bed what with the snoring and the turning over and the oh my god I mean they wouldn't have slept well they weren't there no I know I'm saying, imagine if they went together. It was a hotel room for a couple only. A very small couple. No, it doesn't even have to be a small couple, but that is the only person that normally I would share that small a space with is my husband. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We, we managed. We did. We more than managed. We had a fabulous trip. We did have good fun. One of my favourite things was the banya. When that, we got that wasn't this year. Was it not? Was no, that last year? It was last okay, year. It's still one of my favourite things that we ever did. Because I have never laughed so much and been so kind of shook by an experience. <laughs> we were whipped by two hairy Russian men in a sauna with branches. Two really big hairy Russian men in a very hot sauna. And then a bucket of water got chucked at us Iced over our heads. Water. Iced water. And I went back a week later. Yeah, that was fucking weird. With my husband. Yeah, that was weird. But we went on a Saturday night and we were doing vodka shots. Better, but different still weird. vibe. Different yeah, yeah vibe. I can see that. And also, you knew what was coming. You and I, when we went, we didn't really know what we were in for. I think it just proves the point that we can have fun anywhere. It was just seeing you with those branches covering your head, lying down, about to be whipped. And I just, I actually thought I was going to wet myself. We're going to pause the episode there. Yes. And we're going to be back on Friday. With not a Wellness Weekly Roundup, but the second part of our 2023 wrap-up show. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we just want to do this. We want to finish the year properly. Solidly. Yeah. Beautifully. (laughs) Have a lovely week, clubbers. Seamlessly. We're going to see you on Friday.